0: Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Talking Your Way to Change, the podcast that educates you about optimal mental health and psychotherapy. I am the host, Dr. Banker, and I'm coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you are enjoying Talking Your Way to Change, thanks for tuning in. Please consider subscribing to the show. Subscribing is one of the ways for me to reach broader audiences. Also, if you think the content is worthwhile, share it with a friend. I am practicing my social media skills, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, let's get into today's episode. To some extent, people enter therapy at a point of crisis, a turning point in their life that gives them an opportunity for growth. Psychotherapy can deal with immediate issues, Longstanding complex issues, grief, loss, betrayal, underlying all these contexts are two principles, one, the drive to reduce suffering, and two, the drive for growth. As a therapist, I strive to help people grow bigger than their problems, to live enriched, meaningful, and satisfying lives, and to learn how to nurture oneself. So how do we get there? how do we get there? How do we grow and heal at the same time? It is one thing to look back on times of psychological pain and realize, oh yeah, we did grow from that turmoil, but it's something else to be in the thick of pain and ask for immediate relief from which there is none and hope to grow. Typically, literature, myths, stories, and fairy tales confirm and tell the complexity of what it means to be human and suffering. Stories deal with human conflict, whether it is conflict within the person, with another person, with society, nature, the supernatural, fate, technology. In this episode, I want to discuss how stories can help us meet these underlying drives Heal and grow. In my last episode, I discussed archetypes. In this episode, I want to talk about the hero's journey, the journey of maturation that we must all undertake and undergo. For some of us, it comes many times in our lives, or perhaps it's more dramatic. Joseph Campbell was one of the greatest mythographers of the 20th century, and his greatest achievement was the identification of what he called the hero's journey that runs throughout all myths. The hero's journey represents the monomyth, which is universal. It cuts across time and space. and involves three circular phases. The first one is separation from one's home. The second is penetration to the source of power that transforms. And the third is a life-enhancing return. The hero must leave the ordinary world and venture into unknown territory, and is birthed into a true champion through various trials and challenges, and then returns home a hero or one who has the elixir to heal. Accidents, affairs, death, divorce, job loss, all feel like we are being driven from our land, from our home, our sense of the world, suffering can become an all-day reality, an all-week reality, an all-month, an all-year reality. Is it comforting to remind ourselves that suffering is a part of life? Yes and no. Yet, suffering is common to all humanity, something we cannot escape. Having fictional characters, Bible verses, legends, myths that we can understand or interpret and press upon our lives gives us a sense of connection, history, hope, and insight into the chaos of our lives. One of the things that we learn in the hero's journey is that there will be mentors, allies, and tests, and one component that I particularly like is the crossing of the threshold. The crossing of the threshold signifies that the hero has finally committed to the journey It's when you realize you have to take responsibility for your own life. And this means that you don't just suck it up. It means that you acknowledge, hey, I'm in pain, I have a problem, I need to grieve. No one can do that part for you. Depression can be someone's call to adventure. And acknowledging that one has depression is crossing the threshold. To finally commit to this reality And begin the process of finding help. I like to say you could be someone Sam, like Sam to Frodo from the Lord of the Rings, but you cannot carry the ring for him. Everyone is their own ring bearer, and to some extent it means that we are alone. The elixir that we can gain from therapy is to have more flexibility in responding to life events. Then consciously, habitually, recurrently responding with the same emotion and behavior. It means that we learn how to increase self-care. It means that we learn how to let go of unsupportive relationships or relationships to things. We let go of limiting beliefs and we start identifying more adaptive beliefs. Some people are born into families that allow them to grow and flourish, others not so much. Some are allowed to grow but still experience great anguish. The journey of the hero is the journey to discover the deeper source of life, to find renewal and more meaningful engagement with life. Psychotherapy is one practice that can help in this endeavor. For example, sometimes we might feel like Hansel and Gretel lost deep in the forest of our own minds and feel abandoned or betrayed by others or parts of ourselves. We can find ourselves wandering around in the darkness, attempting to find solutions or grasp at quick fixes to numb our pain, to rid ourselves of our symptoms, but that those are essentially ineffective, not unlike leaving breadcrumbs that are eaten by animals of the forest or only feed the animal within ourselves. Literature, films, myths, fairy tales, fables have historically helped people heal and become emotionally and morally stronger. The wonderful thing about using stories in the healing process is that it not only connects us with our humanity, but it can pass by our defenses of the frontal cortex and activates our more primitive and intuitive parts of ourselves. It has the potential to heal the emotional and attachment parts of our mind. In-depth psychotherapy goes beyond teaching and utilizing skills to regulate one's mood and implementing psychological research. It provides a therapeutic relationship in which people can heal, develop, and grow. One of the analysts that I love a lot is Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes, who wrote the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. She encourages all women to work through their own recovery project, not unlike Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. She writes of the wolf woman, La Loba. La Loba's sole purpose is to gather bones in the desert, especially what she loves are wolf bones. And when she has assembled an entire skeleton and has the white Sculpture of the creature laid out before her, she will go sit by the fire and think about a song that she will sing over the bones. As she stands over the creatura and sings, the bones begin to grow flesh and the creature becomes furried. As Laloba sings more and more, the creature comes into being. Its tail curls upward, and the creature becomes a wolf, and the wolf begins to breathe. And the loba sings so deeply that the floor of the desert shakes. And as she sings, the wolf opens its eyes, leaps up, and runs away down the cannon. And somewhere in its running, whether by the speed of its running or by splashing its way into a river, Or by way of a ray of sunlight or moonlight hitting it at the right side, the wolf is suddenly transformed into a laughing woman who runs free toward the horizon. So let's look at that. Let's unpack that a bit. Often women come to therapy and unconsciously or consciously are gathering or reclaiming parts of themselves that the culture or their family that they were born into, or past lovers, have failed to support, psychologically or spiritually. Perhaps they have found themselves spread too thin or overwhelmed by the demands of others, or they may be unaware of how to protect and nurture and guide themselves. In this story, what the Jungian analysts believe is that she is reclaiming parts of herself bone by bone. The bones represent the woman's soul. This is where we see the return of hope. I'll read one of my favorite few sentences of this book. We know that the soul spirit can be injured and even maimed, but it is nearly impossible to kill. You can dent the soul and you can bend it. You can hurt it and scar it. You can leave marks of illness upon it and the scorch marks of fear, but it does not die. There are parts of ourselves that never die. So whether you are drawn to Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, La La Loba, watch and listen to these legendary stories with new eyes, ones that can help you see your own life story more clearly. I will leave you with this last quote. I'll leave you with this final quote from her book. To be ourselves causes us to be exiled by many others, and yet to comply with what others want causes us to be exiled from ourselves. This is Dr. Banker. Thanks for joining us this week on Talking Your Way to Change, You can also visit our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the show on Anchor or iTunes so that you never miss an episode. If you found value in this show, we would appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or you could just simply tell a friend. I need to alert everyone that this podcast is not meant as a substitution for mental health treatment. So although the podcast deals with psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. Okay. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.